Welcome to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. Ross Brannan is a financial advisor who knows it's not just about your teeth. He helps dental practice owners protect and maximize today's cash flow to plan for tomorrow's cash needs. Find him at rossbrannan.com. On the show, he brings together experts to help dental professionals looking to make smart money decisions to grow their income, turn their retirement goals into reality, and improve their lives. And now, here's your host, Ross Brannan. Welcome to the show. My guest today is Gary Help. Gary is a certified public accountant. He owns and operates small business advisories in Gambrills, Maryland. Small Business Advisors serves a client base from the Balt- from Baltimore, Maryland, Washington, D.C., and Northern Virginia, Virginia, as well as all over the country. He holds the title of Premier Tax Coach, and he holds himself to high standards, responsive service, and specialized staff spell the difference between small business advisors and the rest. Gary serves clients in a lot of different industries, and today I want to talk to how his work has been and can be valuable to dentists. That was a mouthful. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Gary. Thanks for having me, Ross. All right. So you and I met through a mutual friend. And as soon as we talked, you were, I've met probably three people like you in my life. You're a CPA, but you're not really a CPA. And by that, I mean, in my experience, most CPAs are history reporters. And they just tell you on April 15th, what happened between January 1, December 31st. They put numbers in boxes and say, you owe the IRS this much or you get this much back. And if you're working with good clients, it's going to be you owe the IRS this much. Right. You got disgruntled with that and said, this isn't working. The 1040 return is being commoditized by all these online things, TurboTax, H&R Block. I want to do something different. You're a tax planning CPA. For those of you listening, this is a literal unicorn. And... uh Talk about that. Talk about the evolution. Yeah, I just, I mean, I got to the point where, you know, just sitting down with people, going through their paperwork, throwing the numbers on the tax return and telling them, okay, this is what you owe or this is what you get back in the client not having any real control. So I've really gotten into where I'm like, I want to stop reporting history. I mean, we're still going to do that because we're still doing the compliance work. But I want you to, I want to help write your tax future. And what I mean by that is to sit down with you and do the tax planning, especially if you're a business owner. Okay, what can I do so I can keep some of this hard, more of this hard earned money in my pocket? Because every day it's like, you know, it's more and more and more and more taxes that, that we pay. And again, as business owners, we're typically the last ones that get paid. So how can I find a way to help you keep more of this money uh, in your pocket? And how we do this is because typically you go to your CPA and they're going to tell you, oh, well, here, let's, you know, go, go buy a new vehicle for your business, or maybe you should hire your kids and so forth. So what we really do is we sit back and we put together a full plan. And it's not just, here's an idea this year. Oh, here's another idea for next year type thing. We're sitting and we're actually layering these different uh, tax strategies, one on top of the other and implementing them all at once. And what this really does is it really just helps compound things when it comes to tax savings. Um, Too many times, 
people are, are going to their CPA in December and saying, okay, you know, I got $100,000 of profit. What do I do with it? And then and usually they'll say, start a qualified plan or buy a piece of equipment. And this is back to the same story of spend a dollar to save 37 cents. Correct. And Correct. that makes sense if you need what you're spending the dollar on. But too many times it's not the case. That's 100% correct. Um, you know, as you know, in retirement plans, there are ways to discriminate against your, you know, rank and file, um, you know, employees. So especially lots of times, you know, we're running across people that, you know, they're the sole owner of the business. Maybe they have five or six employees that are working for them, maybe even more. But they are so worried about opening up a retirement plan because they're afraid of what they're going to have to make the contributions they're going to have to make to you know the retirement plan for their employees. And we show them how that's not you know again how many times have people talk to you about things and and you have to dispel all the myths. Well, that's what we have to do. We have to spend a lot of time educating you know our clients or our potential clients on these are what the rules are. Let you know we can still do a lot by staying within these rules. So it's important to, for us at least, to stay on top of what the tax law changes are so we can do these things uh, throughout the year. Typically, when we put together a, a tax plan for somebody, you know, we're putting it together and we're looking at it. Okay, this tax plan is going to be good for you for the next three years. Well, hang on. Pandemic hits. That totally changes everything or the cost of construction material goes skyrockets. Okay, what do we have to do? So what that does is it kind of changes things for us, just like an estate plan or a financial plan. You have to make the changes as you go along. Yes, we, we put together a great roadmap right now, but it may change in six months, three months, may not change for three years, but we make sure that, that we're making these changes along with it. And by the way, as we know, tax law and tax rates as it is today, my personal belief is they're going up. I don't know how they're going to stay down with all the money that we've given out in the past year and a half with no taxes being paid on it. Rates have to go up. Well, we know they're going up because the Trump tax cuts expire. Right. But politically, we, we, you and I think they're going up. And that leads me to my next question. I've asked numerous accountants this question, even history reporter accountants. It's my opinion, I'm 43, it's my opinion that we are in the lowest tax rates that we will see in my lifetime. Would you agree or disagree? I agree, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just- and, and that was before the pandemic hit. I mean- we Right, were, yes, yes, that was know, before the- We yes. were still at, at historic lows. So now, you know, looking at it and looking at how rates have to go up, not even, you know, e even, Trump tax cuts do change. But, you know, the issue is, is that, you know, like anybody, if, you know, you look at your household budget, if I got more money going out than I got coming in, something's got to change. And, well, and then the cost of living is going up. Inflation's a real thing. It's going yep. up. So people are experiencing it. And the reality is people don't remember that when Ronald Reagan became president, which was 40 years ago, it's hard to remember, believe it was that far away. The highest rate was 70%. Yep. Highest rate is 37%. Now I'm in Florida where there's no rate, no state tax. You're in Maryland where there is a state tax. Correct. There's like eight or 10 states that have no state income tax, but it's going up. It's a very real thing. We just don't know when. 
I, it could be next week because of politics. It, it could be naturally when these rates sunset. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. So when you do tax planning, when you talk to clients about tax planning versus what's typically done, what's their response? A lot of them are caught off guard because they're like, well, why is that my guy telling me this? And it's like, well, because you have somebody that's a recorder of history. You know, many times, you know, and again, there's bad professionals out there too. Many times we start talking to business owners and they don't have the right entity structure set up for what they're trying to do. So that's one of the first things that, that we do. And, and, and again, it keeps going back to, well, why did my guy tell me this? Why did my person do this? Or why isn't this? And it's like, well, I, you know, I'm sorry, I can't get into the head of, of your, you know, accountant or CPA or, or tax preparer, whoever it is. But this is what what it is. I can I can, you know, have all of the tax law that I can lay out in front of you and show you. One of the big things that we do at Small Business Advisors is we take the complicated uh, topics and we put them in layman's terms so people can understand them. And I think that that is something that is so important because. You know, I can talk to you about whatever tax code you want to talk about, and I can talk to you in the technical aspects of it, but it does me no good if you don't understand what I'm saying. Well, our industries uh, are both very, uh, we have our own language. There's lots of acronyms. Right. Uh, We speak in, uh, you know, CPAs or financial advisories, you know, it's just our own language. And and the average person could be like, it's going over their head. And so- it's very critical and it's fantastic that you you kind of simplify it for, for people to understand because I heard one person say the tax code, it's not like when they pass a tax law that they scrap something and kind of just put a new foundation like you're building a house. He goes, no, they just paper mache on top. Right. So it's it's a cluster in, in that regard. And I like to say that the, the highest rate of return you're ever going to get is a dollar taken back from the IRS. Right. So if, if you can do tax planning like you're doing, that is a tremendous value add. So give me, I mean, you work with a lot of business owners and business owners typically have the most opportunity. It's, there's a little, there's, there's some challenge. You have limited opportunities when you're a W2 employee, uh, unfortunately. But um, what would you say the average client through the tax planning you do, how much was he able to, he or she able to reduce their effective tax rate? So last year in 2020, with the new clients that I brought on that are business owners that I brought on to do tax planning, I was able to save an average of 47% of their current taxes. So so I cut them almost in half. Right. So basically, if they were at a, if they were paying a hundred grand in taxes, they were paying 53 grand after it was all said and done. Correct. That's Correct. not a bad day at the office, Gary. And on top of it, the crazy part about it was they were, had somebody just recording history, no tax planning, no giving them advice, no talking to them throughout the year. And they were paying the amount of money that they were paying to have their taxes done is just insane. Um, so many, so many CPAs out there look at, oh, okay, well, you know, you're making a half a million dollars. So eh, I can charge you, you know, 20 grand a year for your taxes. And it's just like, and it's just, it's insane. Um, especially when I start asking the clients for the different documents and things like that, 
to help prepare for this, uh, for the tax planning, they're like, well, my guys never asked me for that. It's like, you're right, because he's not getting down into the nuts and bolts of it, you know, to be able to, to help you. So the average client, say 47% of taxes, can you give me the highest dollar savings for a client last year? Last year, probably the one we saved the most, it was probably 130 grand. That's I mean, in year one. Now he's going to save just as much in year two, year three, because of, of some you know carry forwards that we're able to do. He's going to be able to save even more than that. And because we've reviewed the taxes, I was able to go back and amend the last two years of tax returns and saved them 50 grand in each one of those years on top of it. So that's 100 grand for the previous two years, 130 for last year, which is so it's 230, 130 for this year Mm -hmm. puts us at 360. Right. Let's suppose it stops right there. Just put a 5% rate of return on that recaptured dollar. That right there will change a person's retirement. Exactly. Uh, and this, this is life-changing. And there are so many people who are leaving money on the table. Like Biden, Joe Biden is, is coming out saying that people are avoiding their taxes and you know, through some, the, the, it's been in the press, it's kind of been pushed right. like it was in some um, less than ethical ways, which maybe it has, maybe it hasn't, I don't know. But it's like, if they all talk to Gary Helt, government revenue would probably go down from an yeah. ethical standpoint. So exactly, exactly. And again, the things that we're doing, you know, the the tax strategies that we're using, they're all 100% tax deductible, legal. You go to any tax attorney, the tax attorney will look at it. And we've actually had one of the people that we had, his father-in-law is an ex-IRS auditor. Oh, wow. He got on the phone with us as we were going through the different tax strategies and stuff like that. And, you know, kind of took everything back and was like, okay, I don't see anything wrong with these. Took everything back, called us like a week later. We went through more stuff with them. And he's just like, what you guys are doing makes this bulletproof. So could you get audited about these ideas? Yes, you could get audited but you have everything that 100% backs it up document after document that if the auditors come in, we have the book, here you go. This takes care of everything. And what, what I've seen is the majority of CPAs don't have enough high income clients. They don't have enough business owner clients to be put forth the effort to take the time to learn these strategies. It's Correct. only when you start working with clients like this that you have that you have a moral obligation, in my view, to do that. It's the million dollar income earner, and I, I've got one friend I'm thinking of specifically here, who has a CPA who's every other every other client probably makes two hundred grand or less. This guy makes a million dollars, and he just pays the tax whatever he's told to pay. Right, and he's been paying too many taxes, too much taxes. Right. For well over a decade, if not two decades. And I mean, the lost opportunity cost on that money is insane. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, I'll give you an example of something. So everybody always says, hire hire your kids in your business. It's like, well, hiring your kid in your business is not illegal. 
no problems with it at all. But they have to have a bona fide job. They need to be paid a rate that is commences with the job that they're doing. Um, you need to have a job description for them. And you also need to keep timesheets. So there are so many people that hire their kids that don't have those four things. And so if they get audited and they get audited about their payroll, they're going to get busted every single time. You do those four things, it bulletproofs you. So it's just things like that, that in the strategies that are used many times, it's like people go, oh, I'll go buy another vehicle, you know, because I want a new car. It's like, well, all right, well, are you really using this vehicle in the business? How can you prove that it's not, you know, how much of it you're using business versus personal? These are things that, that you know, the, the recorders of history are going to throw out there to you to do, but they don't help make sure that you're going to be bulletproof if you get audited. And that's one of the important things is, yes, we can help you do the tax planning and everything, but if you don't pull together the plan and you don't follow through, just like if you do estate planning and you set up a, a living trust, but you never transfer the assets into the living trust, that living trust isn't worth the paper it's written on. So that's what's, you know, some of this stuff that's important is just making sure that, that, you're, that you have somebody that's going to follow through and make sure everything's recorded properly. So how many years ago did you make the switch? And how many years ago did this transition for you happen? Uh, Three and a half years. Three and a half years. Now, do you do tax planning only? Or if you do the tax planning, are you also doing the compliance, the 1040 work as well? Yeah, no, we're doing we're doing both. Okay. Uh, and part, part of that, now we don't have to. Well, like, so are you running into old CPAs where John Doe says, hey, do tax planning for me, but I'm going to keep my CPA relationship because I, it's my, my buddy's that. dad yep. or whatever? Yep, exactly. And that's, I mean, some of it's been, it's it's my dad who does my taxes and so forth. So, and then, you know, the, the sister is the one that's doing the bookkeeping for the business, so forth and so on. I'm like, you can keep everybody in place here. These are, this is what we need to do. And then we just come in for, for the, this particular client, we come in once a quarter, look over what the sister's doing with the bookkeeping, make sure that everything's being recorded properly. We talk to the dad at the end of the year and just tell him, it's like, okay, the, these are, things that you need to wait for the different K1s and, and everything else from the, from the businesses, then you can do the tax return. And most of the time we review over the tax return before it's filed. Um, you know, no matter who's preparing it just that way, we're making sure that everything that, that we've done from the tax planning strategies is captured properly on the tax return. And do you get pushback from the CPA doing the return? Sometimes. And it's more that they're pissed because they didn't think of it. And that's, I mean, and I've, I've gone to battle a couple of times, you know, with a couple of CPAs and it's like, okay, prove me wrong. And they've never been able to, to prove us wrong. So, um, so when you made this transition three and a half years ago, was there a place you went to start learning this? Or was this kind of self-discovery or did you, did you start reading some, uh, re like learning these more advanced strategies? Sure. There's a couple of different things. A, it was, I started reading about these different strategies and then I found a, a group, the um, certified tax coaches out in San Diego. And I went out there for a week and studied with them and they really um, show you how to layer the different 
different pieces on top of each other. Um, and then they talk to you about making sure that you build the right team around you from the aspect of, you know, making sure that you have your actuarial to help you with any of the retirement plans. You also have um, somebody else that uh, can help you, you know, with, you know, the insurance side, you know, uh, make sure that you have somebody that for your client that, that could be a virtual assistant if they need to have it cost segregation studies, you have people for that, uh, charitable remainder trust that you have. So there there are other groups out there that do this kind of thing, but you got to put together your team to be able to, to pull everything together. So that's really, really interesting. I just, it's that you took the effort to do that is, is fascinating. So what would you say so, you know, I work with, you know, business owners and dentists. And so what would you say to someone? Most of them make, you know, 500K and up, which, you know, they're, those are people that need tax planning. What would you say to someone who doesn't believe that this is possible, says that's pie in the sky, my CPA, my CPA would never do that. And I'm not switching CPAs. I've been with this person for 10 years, yada, yada, yada. What would you say to those people who are, are cynics or skeptics? Sure. I just tell them to, you know, give me the information, give me the opportunity to show you how you can save this. Now, I'm not going to give away all, all my secrets and so forth, but I'm going to let them know. It's like, look, based on what you have, this is how much approximately how much we'll be able to save you in taxes and then just have them. And then from there, we kind of sit down and and tell them, it's like, okay, if you want us to move forward with this plan, and I show them some of the ideas that we have, you know, if you want us to put together this full-fledged plan, you know, this is what's going to cost for you as, for you to, to do this. And we actually offer a money-back guarantee. Oh, wow. That's great. When we're, when we're done with the tax plan, if you're not happy with it, we'll give you back all your money. And what is, uh, have you come across anybody you could not save taxes, save money? Not that it's been a business owner now. If you're a W-2 owner, in my experience, you almost have to be at the four or 500K level to really start doing some tax planning if, if you're a W-2 owner. Is that a fair statement in your opinion? Correct. Correct. I mean, there, there are certain things that we can do from, you know, talking to you about, you know, what programs, um, you know, your, your employer offers. And lots of times people don't know. I mean, you know, there's, you know, if you work for any government entity, there are so many different programs that they have that you can have money taken out of your out of your paycheck pre-tax and they don't take advantage of it. A lot of the, you know, I'm going to say 200 to 500, there's a lot of deferred comp plans that are out there that can really save people in taxes. You know, key man life insurance, uh, there's, there's other things that people can do that may not save them taxes now, but it's going to give them an income stream later on and save them uh, in taxes and premium financing or life insurance. And people just don't take advantage of it because they don't understand it. So the typical person is gonna go to the history reporter CPA we're talking about. They're gonna pay 500 bucks to have their their tax return done. Uh, They come to you, how many of them get sticker shocked because you're not charging $500, but you're saving them $47,000 $47,000 or 47% of taxes on average. How, how does your fee structure work? Is it a percentage of uh, income saved or taxes saved? 
It depends on what strategies we need to use with them, depends on, on what the fee is going to be. And some of the people were only going to be able to use one or two strategies. Some of the people were going to be able to use five or six. So depending on what we need to do from there, you know, it depends on, you know, what the fee structure is going to be. Now, if we're strictly doing compliance, you know, that W-2 wage earner that usually just goes to the, to the history filer, we're not going to be far, far off from that, you know, but that, that business owner or that person is making a half a million and up, it's going to be significantly more. So, you know, we're going to, you know, again, the, the, the tax plan stands alone. So we charge a fee for putting together, you know, a tax plan. And then from there, there is going to kind of be an, an ongoing fee, but that depends on what strategies we're using. That's, I mean, that's, that's just so exciting to me for people to save money. Um, I mean, now I would assume that your clients, they're jumping for joy. They're saving 47% on average. Are they referring you to people left and right? Oh yeah, they're definitely, because again, they're business owners. So they start talking and it's kind of funny how some of them, you know, they're very much not wanting to, well, I'm, you know, I'm saving this. So I'm not necessarily going to tell everybody, you know, but they, I got, I put like, I, I got a cash business on the side here and I got, I got a hundred thousand dollars in a safe. I've had those conversations before. And when I hear that, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yes. I'm all for having some cash, not that much. Right. You know, and that's where some of the issues come in too with business owners is there's so much stuff like that, that they're not, I'm going to say, putting on the books. Well, the problem is, is when you're not putting that on the books, you know, you can't have the tax savings because you're not showing the income that you need to show. So we really try to help people understand that, that there is a proper way of doing this and then just saving so much in taxes. That's so awesome. Now, I mean, as a financial advisor, I work with business owners and dentists, like I said, what I have found is business owners are so busy and so successful, you know, just making it rain in their business right. that there tends to be a lot of financial disorganization. Yep. Uh, they're really good at making it rain in their widget factory, but maybe they're not the best at allocating cash in their personal life or, or whatever. And I found it's really critical they have the right advisors. And if they don't, I find it one of my things, I try and make sure that uh, to connect them with the right advisors. Do you see the same challenges that business owners have? They may have a health insurance rep from 20 years ago who now is giving them a state complex right. estate planning uh, advice. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely do. And so A, they're not refreshing who they're dealing with. And I mean, to me, it's important. You know, again, I said earlier, build team. I mean, you play ball in college, you know, you got to build your team around you and you have to trust the people that are around you. Well, if you only have one person, it's kind of hard to know what to do. One of the other things that I see with the business owners is because they are so busy trying to make it rain that they never take a step back and say, okay, I need to work on me and I need to work on my business as compared to working in the business just yes. happen. So that's probably one of the biggest challenges that we face is having that, that business owner take a step back. And because it does take a little bit of homework on their part on you know filling out the different information and stuff that we need to be able to, to pass it on. Lots of times we find that this business owner will have a spouse or may have the right-hand person in their, in their business that's going to get us the information. But 
that's, I'm going to say that's the biggest challenge. Okay. That makes sense. Now we could talk for literally three hours, uh, but we are limited on time. So I want to, I want to change gears. I want to ask you some of the kind of the rapid fire questions we ask at the end of every podcast. Okay. Um, All right. So you obviously give advice every day. What's the best advice you ever received? To shut up and listen. (laughs) Seriously, Uh, you know, it's, I know when I started out, I started my business in January, 2000, and I had business owner come in and he would start talking and I was just rapid fire. It's like, okay, I got to show this guy how smart I am. So he, he wants to come with me. And he told me, he goes, you know, I really like you, everything else, but you need to shut up and listen and listen to what I want, because how are you going to help me if you're not listening to what I want? So I learned uh, at that point. And I mean, and I thought that was profound for me. So I've really, you know, kind of stepped back and really let the client tell me what they want. And then I can tell them how we can help them. That's critical right there. So uh, you also have a podcast. What's the title of your podcast? How's that going? If people listen to it, what could they, what will they hear about? So, you know, my podcast is uh, Build Your Business, Build Your Wealth. And what I try to do is I try to bring on professionals like you and estate planners, business attorneys, and so forth to try to, to ask the tough questions and get them to dispel a lot of the myths that are out there and help tell us, hey, what's the best way to vet you know, a financial advisor? And what's the difference between having somebody as a fiduciary as being a broker, so forth and so on. So I try to pull this stuff out to be able to educate my listeners, because I think that there's so many people out there that just don't know. So I'm a big reader. Are you a reader? And if you are, what what are you reading? Or what, what was the best book you read recently? I think the last book that actually the book I'm reading right now is carbs aren't always good for you. (laughs) I'm trying to, I'm trying to get, you know, after COVID and everything else, I, you know, Uh, just like many people packed on more pounds. So I'm trying to, to read about that and trying to, to learn more. If you could give just one piece of blanket advice to a business owner, what would it be? Stop and take a look at what you have and make sure that you have a plan to get to where you want to go. Okay. And last question, how can people get in touch with you if they want to talk to you? Sure. So, you know, they can either call my office, which is 410-721-6000. You can go to our website, www.sbadvisors.cc. Charlie, Charlie. Yes, it is CC. Or you can catch our our podcast. We're on YouTube. Again, it's build your business and build your wealth. That's awesome. Gary, I really appreciate your time today. It's always, we we talk a lot. It's always been, it's always fascinating to talk. Everyone, you've been listening to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brand, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. This has been another episode of Financial Flossing with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. For more on Ross Brannan, visit rossbrannan.com. Registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, OSJ, 3664 Coolidge Court, Tallahassee, Florida, 32311. 
850-562-9075. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. North Florida Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. California Insurance License Number 0L10073. Arkansas Insurance License Number 16139032. 2021 X-Briars 423. That last part can also say 2021 119535. Expiration, April 2023. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS, Guardian, or North Florida Financial, and opinions stated are their own. Material discussed is meant for general information purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Ross is a registered representative and financial advisor at Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, OSJ, 3664 Coolidge Court, Tallahassee, Florida, 32311, 850-562-9075. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRASIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. North Florida Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. Arkansas Insurance License Number 16139032, California Insurance License Number 0L10073, 2021 Expiration 0723. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.